Hey friends, how you doing there? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Kuvav, Daf 106 of Masech Tehivam. As friends, we're almost getting close. We're like two weeks away from the end of Masech Tehivam. Big stuff. Anyway, oh, there's people yelling outside. There are people yelling outside this morning at like five in the morning. Well, let's go weiter. Uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about chalitza mutes, uh, like mistaken chalitza, I guess. It's an interesting thing, I guess. Uh, then we get up to a new Mishnah, uh, the final Mishnah of the 12th parak of Mesechta Yuvamush, which kind of talks a little bit about, I guess, like how ye, uh, chalitza kind of uh, works, I guess, like the order of things. Okay. We're going to mamish start all the way at the top of the Kuf of Muralaf, Tani Rabbanan, the Rabbi Sot, chalitza mutes. I don't know, I, I guess like a, maybe let's say this, a tricked chalitza, a chalitza like under certain assumptions. Um, let's see, we'll explain in a second what that is. Ksheira, um, it's kosher. Ezri chalitza mutes, what's a chalitza mutes? Omer ishlakash kosher, om lo chalot suvchachat Well, if we say to the fellow, hey look, fellow, if you just do chalitza, then you'll be married to her. Omer ibyochanan. Yochanan says, "Ani shone," but I'll, I'll tell you the following: Brice, Ben Shneskavin, Uvelo Neskavnihi. Whether he had intention to do chalitza and she did not, Ben Shneskavnihi, Uvelo Neskavinhu, or whether she had intention but he did not, chalitza also psula. Achi Skavnish name, Kechel. They both have to have intention to be doing chalitza. Batamit chalitza also Sharon, You're saying over here where he's only doing chalitza, assuming that he's marrying her. That uh, it's kosher? Obviously not. Rather, a chalitza mutes is that if we say to him, maybe talking about like a situation where he doesn't, maybe like an aguna kind of situation, like the guy doesn't really want to do chalitza for whatever reason. So we're like trying to like chide him, chide? I don't know, trying to like get him to do chalitza. So we say, look, brother, if you do chalitza, She's going to give you 200 zuz. Don't you want 200 zuz? And he's like, yeah, I do. Okay, great. I'm going to do chalitza. Then she doesn't actually have to give it to him. Because um, as Rashi points out, that we base uh, 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 conditions, tanais, stipulations, based on the tanai of, uh, of um, 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 uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, what's it? Reuven, God, and Chatzashev, and Menashe. And over there, it could be done by way of an appointee, a shaliach, and chalitza cannot be done by, you can't make a, a shaliach to do chalitza, right? The Yavim himself needs to do it. So therefore, this is not a place where, where um, conditions actually make a difference. And therefore, um, you know, if uh, he's only doing chalitza under the condition that he's going to get 200 zuz, the chalitza still counts even if he doesn't get the 200 zuz. Taninam Yachri, we also learn in a verse like this, chalitza mutes kshere. Then if they say to him, do chalitza and you'll get 200 zuz, so uh, even if we don't give him the 200 zuz, then still um, the chalitza is kshir. There was a story with a certain fella who um, had to do yibum with uh, somebody who she was not interested in doing Yibam with the Amrlo, and they said to um, the brother-in-law, do chalitza, and we'll give you 200 zuz. 
and the, the, the incident came before Priya, and Priya says, it's a kosher chalitza. I would also the comment of Priya bar Abba. There was a fellow who came before Priya bar Abba. Omar, uh, Omar la, okay, fine. So, right, so this couple, this Yavam and Yavama came to Priya bar Abba, and, uh, he, he was game to do Yibum, she was not. So, Priya bar Abba says to her, Biti, Amodi, why don't you do Yibum? Omrile, Ima, so her mother said, Look, the right thing in this case is for her not to do Yibum. Omar la yadatle. And Rabchia uh, Baraba, I believe, says to the mother, Do you know this fellow? Omar la, and, she, and the mother says, In, yeah, I know this fellow. Mamonu hudachazala. He saw that uh, my daughter has money. And he just wants to use to spend her money. Omar la. Rabchia Baraba says to um, the Yivama, Lo nichalach amr lo, and he says to the Ivama, "Look, you don't want to do yibum with this fellow." She says, "No, amr le." So Chiyav Rabbi says to the fellow, "Chalotz lo v'chachat akonsa." Okay, why don't you do chalitza with her? And by doing chalitza with her, you will then be marrying her, like like Rish Lakish wanted to say. Now the vasu de chalatzla. Now after he did chalitza under this false false pretext, or really this incorrect pretext, amr le. Chiyav Rabbi then said, "Look." Hashta minoch if afslala chalotzla chalitza me'aliyasa ke'echi de tishrei le'almo. So Rebchia Barabba then said, look, you just did chalitza so, so that you will then be married to her. That's, uh, that, that, that's incorrect. You won't be married to her. But what you did accomplish through this chalitza that you only did in order to be married to her, which isn't the case, which you, you're not going to be married to her. But what that did accomplish is that, um, what it did accomplish is that you're no longer allowed to do Yibum with her. So why don't you just go ahead now and just do regular Chalitza uh, so that she can then marry whoever she wants. The daughter of the father-in-law of Rav Pape uh, needed to do Yibum. And it wasn't, it wasn't uh, right. Uh, she wasn't interested in doing it. Also the Kamida Abaye she came before Abayi Omar lay chalotz lo uvchach atakonso, and uh, so the so so the Yavam the Yavama came before Abayi, and Abayi said to the Yavam, do chalitza, and by doing chalitza you'll then be married her. Amli Reb Papa, Reb Papa says to Abayi, lo savel amai lo hadam Reb Yochanan. Don't you hold it that which Reb Yochanan says that if you say do chalitza and then you'll be married, it doesn't. It's it's psula. Ve'ela hechi. Ema le. So then Abai says to Papa, what should I say? So Omar le. So Papa says to Abai, Chalutzla menashetitin l'chomasayim zuz. Say, do chalitza, and then she'll pay you 200 zuz. So Abai says, okay, fine. And that's what he told him. Levasu de chalatzla, Omar le. So that's what they did. Uh, he said to the Yavam, do chalitza, and she'll pay you 200 zuz. And then that's what they did. And then Abai says to the Yavama, he says, all right, now pay him 200 zuz. Um, so Amale, so Papa says to Abaye, No, she was just like joking, meaning she wasn't really saying that she was actually going to pay him 200 zuz. She was just uh, basically doing it to get him to do chalitza, but she, she's not actually planning to pay him. Milotani, after all, don't we learn in a brisa? Haresh ayah barech mi beis asur. And if you have a fellow who escaped from prison, by some I bar the front of, and there was a uh, there was a, a, a you know a river in front of him and a boat to take him across the river. Farmer and he says to the 
boat driver told Dinar Babirini, take a dinar, which is way overpriced, and take me across the river. In the end, um, the, the escapee only need, the fugitive only needs to pay what the normal price for a boat ride would be. Um, so we see that he's able to say that he was just uh, yanking his chain. Uh, okay, fine. Hachanami, here as well, Mishatani Bacha, Amalei. I'm sorry, Mishatani Bacha. So here also, um, uh, it's a situation of, so just say I was yanking your chain, I'm not really going to pay you 200 zuz. Amalei, Abai says to her pope, Avu Chaycha, where's your father? Amalei Bimata, he's out in the city. Ima Chaycha, where's your mother? Amalei Bimata, Amalei Bimata, that she's out in the city, you have Bu'ene, Vishvan. Um, and then Abaye kind of killed them somehow. Uh, basically, what Abaye was saying to her papa was that um, clearly your your uh, parents are kind of wealthy enough that they're able to send you yeshiva and you have the luxury of being able to focus so much and that's why you're so sharp, that's why you're so smart, that's how you're able to mamish just nail this sugya. And I guess, uh, I don't exactly know how to explain this, but somehow Abaye um, was... Uh, 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 I mean, Abai was like an orphan, right? He grew up in Rabbi's house. I don't know. Somehow that like didn't add up the the sort of contrast of Papa being so smart because Abai was saying you must be so smart because like you never had to struggle a day in your life. You were just you know your parents are out, you know have a lot of money, and you're just able to go to yeshiva and study all the time. Um, and then somehow for that reason, Abai killed his parents. Um, Alright, moving on. Tana Rabbanan, the rabbis taught, Chalitza Muteis Ksheira. So, Chalitza Muteis, as we've been talking about, is Ksheira, get Muta Apostle. But a get, right, if there's like a stipulation in a get, and that stipulation is not met, well then the get's going to be Apostle. In a, in a, a writ of divorce. Chalitza Meuseis Sula. A forced Chalitza is Apostle. Get Meusa Kosher, whereas a forced a uh, divorce document is kosher. Hey, how are we forcing in this in these cases? The Amr wrote to Ani, if he says, I'm interested in doing it, afilu chalitza nami. Well, chalitza also, if he says he's interested in doing um, chalitza, then it's a kosher chalitza. Vilo Amr wrote to Ani, and if he's just entirely forced and he never said that he's interested, get nami lo. Then it doesn't work by a divorce document either. Hachi kamar. This is what it means. Chalitza muteis la'olam kosher. Look, when it comes to chalitza muteis, right, that is, do chalitza and she'll give you 200 zuz, that's always kosher. Viget muteis la'olam apostle. And any get that has a stipulation that is not met is always going to be apostle. Now, chalitza muteis, viget muteis, when it comes to forced chalitza and forced get, zimnin kosher, zimnin apostle. Look, sometimes it'll be kosher, sometimes it'll be apostle. Hadu amirotza ani, Depends if he ended up saying that he's interested in doing it or not. That if he's interested in doing it, so then it works by get and it works by chalitza. If he's not interested in doing, if he never says that he's, if he never says that he's interested in doing it, so then both by chalitza and by get, it's going to be possible. The Tanya's we learn it by also says by a korban nidava by voluntary korban. It says he brings it also that they can even force him against his will. It has to be with his will. Okay, so it doesn't mean force him and it's with his will. That we could force him until he says, okay, I want to. But he has to say that he wants to. And we see this by bills of divorce, 
that we force the fellow until he uh, says that he's interested in um, granting a bill of divorce. Omer Rav says, Rav Omer of Schorah, Omer Rav Huna Cholzin, Afalpisha and Makir Bezdin can preside over a chalitza even if they do not recognize, they don't know the Yavam and the Yavama, they don't even know their, 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 their circumstance, they don't know who they are. They can preside over Me'un, a Kitana just saying, I'm out to her husband, um, even if the Bezdin does not recognize them. Therefore, any witnesses who witnessed a Chalitza, so they cannot write up a document uh, testifying that Chalitza was performed unless they actually know the Yavam and the Yavama and know that they really are a Yavam and Yavama and that uh, it was a, it was a you know, proper Chalitza. So then, then they can. But if they don't recognize them just because they witnessed it, they can't write up a document um, to attest to the Chalitza because Bezdin doesn't actually need to know who they are. Vein Kozvin get Meun. And the same thing applies to a uh, document documenting Meun that uh, Bezin doesn't have to recognize the couple and therefore any two witnesses who saw it can't document it because um, we don't really know much about the people. Um, Fine. And the, where am I? Uh, because we have to be concerned that maybe Bezdin is making a mistake. Um, and Rav Dide Omer says Rav himself, right? We just quoted Rav in the name of Schor in the name of Rafuna, but Rav himself says, that no. Bezdin will only preside over Chalitza if they know the Yavim and the Yavama. And they're only going to preside over Meun if they recognize the couple. That is why any witnesses who witnessed the Chalitza or the Meun would be able to um, write a document um, uh, testifying, attesting to the fact that they witnessed this Chalitza or this Meun because Bezdin does the research first and makes sure that it's really a proper case of Chalitza and Meun. We don't have to make, make, uh, be concerned about you know, this Bezdin making a mistake or any future Bezdin who might be reading this document making a mistake because we know that, uh, according to Rava, we know that um, Bezdin is going to make sure that this couple is a uh, couple that should be doing Chalitza or Meun. Final Mishnah in um, the, the 12th chapter of Mesechti Yevomis. The top of the Avkuvav Mudbez Masnis in the Mishnah says, Mitzvah's Chalitza, how does Chalitza work? But who the Yevimto, so the Yavam and the Yevama come the Vezdin to Vezdin, Ben Masin Lo, Eitzah, Ogenes Lo, and they give him advice that is fit for him. Uh, Janine asked about this in WhatsApp the other day, Givaldig Akasha, that um, Janine asked, that um, if they're coming to Bezin, didn't they already decide that they want to do Chalitza? In which case, what do they have? What kind of advice do you have to give them? Right? As we learned the other day in the Gemara, that you know, if there's a big age gap between them, they try to talk them out of it. So I don't know. Maybe it sounds like uh, maybe if uh, they weren't quite sure, right? We also learned in the same place where we learned that we give them advice. We also said that right that uh, we summon them that the that the judges summon him him uh, themselves. That's actually a good point as well. Maybe like they know about this couple and they want them to do chalitza or whatever, so maybe they summon them to the basin. 
they bring them to the base then and they explain like look we think you should do chalitza etc so um yeah all right fine okay um so they give him advice that is proper for him Shinema, as the Pesach says, Vikarulo Zikne Iro, that um, the elders of his city call out to him, Vidibu Elav, and they speak to him, Vyomeris, and she says, okay, and as we're gonna, well, basically, she has to read, as we, right, we learned, uh, we've been learning um, over the past few days that, right, that there's three parts of Chalitza, right, there's the removing of the shoe, there's the spitting on the floor and there's reading verses. There's going to be certain verses that she reads and certain verses that he reads. So, um, and she reads, that, that my Yavam over here is refusing to establish a name for his brother in Israel. He doesn't want to do Yibam with me. And then he says, the verse, I don't want to take her. And they would say in Lashon um, Kodesh. V'nigshe yivim to elav lenia azikenim and 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 then the yivama the pasuk says that the yivama um, um, comes forth to uh, him in the eyes of the judges v'chotz anaylo me'araglo and removes his shoe from his foot v'yarka b'fanim she spits in front of him rokanir l'dayon ua and uh, the spit needs to be seen to the judges v'ansa and then she replies v'amrin she says kochi yosel laish um so shall be done to the fellow who does not uh, build the house of his brother and that's where they would end with the reading and when Rebhurkinus read beneath the um some kind of a tree in Kvaretam the is Kola Parsha and he read the entire Parsha so then I guess from that point on they would read the entire parsha. And his name will be called in Israel the house of the removed shoe. It's a mitzvah for the judges to say it, but not necessarily for the students who are there to say that. That it's a mitzvah for everybody who's standing over there to say the one with the removed shoe. That the mitzvah of chalitza. So she reads, okay, the Korah, and then he reads, right, as we saw in the Mishnah, right? It says, right, main, she reads, and then he says, okay, and then she removes the shoe from his foot, and then she spits, and then she reads a second time, right, as it said, uh, um, so there's that. So she reads, he reads, she removes the shoe, she spits, she reads again. Alright. My Kamash Malon, what's the Kiddush of Rav Yehuda? Masnisani. I mean, we just learned in our Mishnah. Why does Rav Yehuda, um, why does Rav Yehuda need to say that, uh, this is how we do things? The Mishnah said it. How Kamash Malon, what Rav Yehuda is teaching us, or Rav Yehuda is teaching us is mitzvah hachi. That, uh, it's a mitzvah, right? It says, it says, right? If we look, it says, Amr Rav Yehuda, mitzvah chalitza. Right? It's a mitzvah. This is the best way to do it. But if you did it out of order, it's also okay. Whether he first did, whether they first did chalitza and then spitting, uh, or first if they spat, if she spat and then removed the shoe, 
whatever you did is fine, you know, even if you do it out of order. Amr Abai says, Abai, Haiman de Makre get Chalitza, lo Likre, Ledida, lo Lechude, the Avayabni Lechude, that somebody who's reading out uh, the verses of Chalitza should not read, you know, should not break up the meaning that where it says, um, where am I? They should not read to her. Right? The Pazuk says, Right? That she says, What does she say? So make sure that that, that, that phrase is read in one go. And not, Because that implies like, No, actually he does want to do Yibam. Right? Um, so therefore, that, right? that would imply like, Actually, he does want to do Yibam. So, lo avayabmi, rather you have to read it all together. That, no, he does not. He's not interested in doing Yibam. Balikre ledide, lo lechude, chafatsi lechude. And also when they read to him, do not say, do not break up the lo and the chafatsi. Don't say, right, let's go weiter. Demashma chafatsi lechachto, which implies, like, no, chafatsi, I do want to do Yibam. But the point is, lo chafatsi lechachto. No, the point is that what he's saying is that he's not interested in marrying her. Rav Amr Avsuki Milsa Avsuki Milsa Leislan Ba. Rav says Meh. Rav says, Look, you're talking about how to where to put the space, where to take a breath, where to stop for air. Meh. Doesn't make a difference. Rav Ashi Ashkhilu of Kahana the Kometzdaru Makrila Lo Avayabmi. Rav Ashi found that Rav Kahana would be Makbid to say Lo Avayabmi in one phrase and not and not uh, break it up in any other way. Amr Le Lo Savale Mar Lo Dirave. So Vashi says to Avkana, but don't you hold of Rav that it's just, you know, it's breaking up. It's not super important to make sure you break it up the right way. So Avkana says, yeah, but even Rav admits that by lo avayabmi, you have to read it as one phrase because if you say lo avayabmi, the lo could be referring to what came before it. Right? What, is the, what does the Pazik say? That it says, uh, that um, it could be referring to like the things that came before it as opposed to um as opposed to um wait what where am i where am i uh wait now i got i lost myself so modorava below of a yabmi right so so this is when right this is what she says right the yavama says law of a yabmi that right that um that uh, my brother-in-law is not interested in uh, doing Yibam with me. And so so even Rav would be Makhbed there because since um, um, she says kind of two things, right? Meaning she says at the beginning of the Pasuk, right? It says, And if she said, if you break up the low in the wrong way, it could say low, meaning like he doesn't actually refuse. Actually, he does do it. So therefore, when it comes to her, where there's like more things that she's saying, and it could be referring to earlier things, it can be confusing. So therefore, um, you actually, even Rava would admit that you would have to say, Lo'avayabmi, and you cannot break that up in a different way. Omar Abai says, Abai, Haiman the Chosav Gito de Chalitza. If somebody's writing a document, documenting the Chalitza, Lichto Vachi, he should write in the following way, Akrinua Ledida, that we read to her, Min Ma'in, Me'in Yivami, that we read to her from Me'in Yivami until Avayabmi. I.e., don't write out the entire verse. Rather, you know, uh, don't, you know, only write sort of like two words at a time. Because, um, we can't write, um, um, you know, Parshish of the Torah, 
um, especially without like um, sear to it, without like adding lines to the to the to the cloth. So since we're just writing words of the Torah, don't you know? Par- better to paraphrase. Vakrinu ledide, and then we read to him minlo ad lekachta, but not read in the entire pasuk. Vakrinu ledide, and then we read to her min kocha v'ad chalutzana. Mazutra misarte duchsev v'chosev lechula parshusu. Mazutra, on the other end, would add lines to the cloth. Right, he would make it a kosher cloth, like the cloth that you could be able to write Torah on. And then he he would just write the entire verses. He wouldn't paraphrase it. Maskifla Mar Bar Idi, but Mar Bar Idi asks on Marzutra. But I thought you're not allowed to write random parshas of a Torah. For example, right? There's a Shaila. Can you write uh, you know parshas of a Torah for kids to learn from? And the, and the answer apparently is no. And therefore, you can't just write random parshas of the Torah. But nonetheless, halacha is like marzutra that you'd be able to to add lines to the cloth and then write the verses in full, and that is okay because this isn't because uh, when you're writing, let's say for kids to learn, so then it's as if you're like write you know writing a parsha in the Torah and you're writing it out of context, and that's not okay. But this is really just documenting what happened, and that would be um, okay. Omer Abai says Abai Rokikov kolatso aruach oh. If she spat, and then there was a wind, and the wind blew it away. So it's irrelevant. My time, how come? Because it says you have to spit in front of him. And if she spits, and the wind just blows it away, then she didn't spit in front of him. If he's very tall, and she's very short. So then, even if um, he spits, and it, uh, and then he spits and then the wind blows it away. So then, uh, it's okay. Bec- wait, what? No, I'm sorry. Right, if he is uh, tall and she is short and she spits and the wind blows it up in front of his face, so then that's okay. He aruka vi go, he who goats, if she is very tall and he is very short, so the, the spit needs to first be pulled down by gravity until it gets to a level with his face. And then the wind can blow it away at that point. Amarava says, Rava, Achla Tuma Viraksa, Achla Gagishta Viraksa. If she ate garlic and then spat, if she ate clay and then spat, these are things that will induce saliva, but the saliva is not coming from her, and it's coming from the clay or the garlic. That doesn't work. My time, how come Viyarka? It has to be her spit, not spit induced by garlic or clay. Vileka, and, and that wouldn't be the case in the garlic and the clay. Vama Ravan says, Rava tzricha dayoni lemechzeroka. Says Rava that the judges have to be able to see the spit. Ki nofik mi puma di yavama when it, when it comes, they have to see the spit when it comes out of her mouth. The chsev is a pasuk say, leenea azikenim viyarka. It's just a spit before the eyes of the judges. Venukashma bisoa beis chalutzanal, and his name will be called among Israel, the house of the removed shoe. Mitzvah bidayonim velo betamidim. That the mitzvah is with the judges, not with the students. Tani we're learning. Rabbi Yisrael Behuda says, "Rabbiu Pamachas Ayinu Yoshem Lufnei Reb Tarfin." That one time we were standing before Reb Tarfin, who also Yivam Elachlotz, and Yivam came to do chalitzah for Amar Lanu. Reb Tarfin said to us, "Anu Kulchem, everybody answer chalutz hanaal, chalutz hanaal, chalutz hanaal, hajun alach mitzvahs chalitzah." So we see that Reb Tarfin advised everybody there that they should all say. Chalutz, Hanaal, sounds like 
three times. Well, that was the Kufvav and the Sechti Yavamas. We learned about a Chalitza Mut'es. So Machlokas between Rishlokish and Rabbi Yochanan. Rishlokish said that it's when they say, look, if you do Chalitza, then you'll be married to her, which is not true. And Rabbi Yochanan says it's when they say to him that if you do Chalitza, you will, um, will pay your money. And even if they don't pay money, it's still acceptable. That's a chalitza mutes, and we say that it is kishere. Uh, we also talked about a, a chalitza meusa and a get meusa when the get or the chalitza is forced. We say it's only acceptable if he at some point says rotsa ani that I'm interested in doing it. And then we got to the final mishnah of, of uh, the, the twelfth chapter of Masechet Yevamos, where we kind of went through the order of chalitza. That first she reads a verse, then he reads a verse, then she removes the shoe. And then she spits, and then she uh, re- uh, reads another verse, and then everybody says, That was daf, uh, the third time, I think. That was daf. Hope you enjoyed. Peace out.